Welcome to the Pet Podcast for pet parents, pet lovers, and it's all about pets. I'm Lauren, a certified professional pet sitter and pet owner. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Pet Podcast. I'm so excited. We are getting more and more subscribers and viewers and downloads, and I just want to thank all of you for continuing to tune in. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome, and be sure to subscribe, like, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, at Pet Podcast. So today, we will be talking about holiday safety tips. This is great. We're at the end of December here or towards the end of December when, you know, holidays are in full swing. So let's talk a little bit about food safety with your pets. So first and foremost, what you want to do is you always want to keep your pet on their normal diet and feeding schedule. This really helps. There tends to be a little bit more anxiety. Everyone's kind of bustling around a little bit more during the holidays. So this helps to ensure that your pet feels calm, safe. They're used to their routine. Again, I know if you have listened to us in the past, when we talked about our Halloween safety tip, we talked about keeping away candy and chocolate and nuts, some of those items that, you know, can be very harmful to pets. We always want to keep those away. So you definitely want to resist treating your pet from the table. You want to avoid giving them most table straps from holidays. The food tends to be pretty rich. A lot of creams, a lot of butters, which aren't great for our pets. You know, a little bit of turkey meat is fantastic. Pumpkin, as long as, you know, it's not full of brown sugar and that kind of stuff, but plain pumpkin out of a can is fantastic. Even some, you know, like raw carrots are great for pets, but we definitely want to leave like the turkey skin, ham skin, ham in general, keep that away, too much salt for the dogs but definitely some of the other stuff. Stuffing, you want to keep them away from certain herbs like sage, nuts. So just keep the food for yourself and keep your dog on their normal schedule. So definitely as guests come over, you know, you want to make sure your dog is prepared. We mentioned this again in our Halloween episode, preparing your dog for people coming up to the door, coming in your home. You want to start a few weeks early, get them used to it, using positive reinforcement uh, maybe practice with neighbors or friends, just ringing the doorbell, you know, you kind of making sure the dog is calm and ready for people to join you if you are doing so for your holiday season. You always want to have a space for your pet to get away. They need their own space, their own time to wind down and, you know, a spare bedroom, maybe even your bedroom if people won't be going in and out of that during the holidays would be a great place. Make sure they have a bed there, water, maybe their favorite blanket or toys in there, that kind of thing. The holidays is a time when families get together, which is wonderful, and it can be very overwhelming for the dogs, especially with children. 
especially if you have an older dog like my dog, Sassy. She's 12. She's great with kids. When we're on walks, you know, she lets them pet her. But I will tell you, the look on her face when the kids start moving around, running quickly, she's like, whoa, too much. So you always want to make sure your dog has a place to go, but then also it's a great opportunity to talk to kids about, you know, safe handling of a dog. We don't want to pull their ears. We don't want to be pulling their tail. You know, riding them like a horse is not okay. You know, so you want to teach them safe, gentle rubs, pats. You never want to just run up to the dog and stick your face in their face. You know, kind of teach them the proper etiquette and the holidays can be a great time for that. So we'll talk a little bit about safety when it comes to holiday decorations. So a lot of holiday decorations are sparkly, they light up, you know, they may twirl, may make noise. Well, this is just an invitation for pets to go check them out. And while we love them, we love looking at them, you know, it's not safe if your pet's jumping up, trying to grab it. Maybe if they do get a hold of it, it may not only pull that down and break, but it may pull down other decorations, items with, you know, fringe or tinsel or strings kind of hanging down. Those things can be chewed off and digested. And then we're just, you know, that's causing a lot of problems for your pet. So you want to make sure all of your decorations are pet friendly. So for dogs, you want to make sure everything that you have is definitely up where they can't reach it and out of the way. You know, for cats, it you might it might take you a little more effort. They can get up in a little bit higher places. They're definitely a little bit more curious with things that dangle. So you want to just make sure that your decorations are safe for the whole family. And now let's talk about tree safety. So in my household, we have an artificial tree. It's a pre-lit tree. Last year, Regina and Phoebe, my two cats, They were about nine months old at the holiday season. I put up the tree. I put all of my ornaments on it, made sure they were up high because Sassy's still there in her tail as she walks by the tree. We got to make sure everything's safe with that. And I didn't think about that the cats might climb into the tree. So making sure your tree, whether it's real or artificial, is secure because my cats found it a great place to all of the little branches coming out of it, they just started climbing it as a ladder. I would come home and they'd just be laying in the tree looking at me like, this is great. We're up high, we're hidden. And so with that, they started knocking some stuff down. So you just want to make sure that your tree is secure. Maybe put up the tree with no lights or ornaments on it for a few days. See how your pet will react to it before you go full decoration and then you find a cat sitting in the middle of your tree later on. So let's talk a little bit about holiday plants. A lot of these plants that are very popular around the holiday season can be very poisonous to your pets. Poinsettia, mistletoe, holly, the berries on the holly as well as the leaves. Amaryllis is another big one that's very poisonous for cats. So you want to be aware when bringing those items into your home. Again, if you have a dog, keeping that stuff up where they can't reach it might be the best solution. But if you have cats where, you know, if you have your poinsettia as your centerpiece on your table, when you're not home, even if, you know, your cats aren't allowed on your table, 
when you're not home, they might get up there and, you know, that could cause some serious issues. So you just want to make sure that you're anything that you're bringing into your home during the holidays that might be intriguing for your pet is pet safe. So we'll touch a little bit on holiday travel as well. Considering whether to travel with your pet on holidays is a big decision. If you decide to leave your pet at home, I suggest hiring a professional pet sitter. Definitely would be your first best choice to go. It's great. Usually you can get updates and pictures from your sitter so you know that your pet is safe while you are enjoying your vacation. But if you choose to bring your pet with you, let's talk a little bit about some safety tips. So if you are flying and you would like to bring your pet, please know that flying can be very dangerous for some pets. It also can be very scary for them. Depending on your pet, if you have a cat or a, a like a toy-sized dog or even a small dog where, you know, in a carrier, they can be in the plane cabin with you, that might work out a little bit better once you get into some of the medium and large breeds where they won't necessarily fit into those carriers in the space that you're allotted on a plane, you know, then they would have to be put into the cargo area or whatever area that the plane puts pets. And this can be very scary for them. There's a lot of noise, you know, air pressure change, just like our ears pop, theirs do too. But with us, we know, okay, maybe if we chew gum, we yawn, we'll get that popping sensation so that pressure is relieved in our ears. But for them, you know, it's kind of hard for them to grasp that concept. So just having that pressure in their head can be just annoying for them as well. So it can be a very scary thing. But if you choose to travel by car for the holiday season and you're bringing your pet, that's wonderful. Let's talk a little bit about car safety. First and foremost, you never want to have a pet in the front seat, whether it's in a carrier or securely strapped in with like a pet harness and seat belt, never the front seat. Though if something were to happen and that airbag went off, it would not necessarily turn out well for your pet. Some of those carriers, they will just shatter. Metal carriers even will bend and that can cause injury. If something else happens, your pet can escape. And if they're not in a carrier, they're getting all of that pressure right in their face. Just like you hear of humans, you know, possibly even breaking their nose, having bruising when those airbags go off. You know, if you're a hundred pound human versus a 30 pound dog, you know, the damage that you would or the injury you would sustain would be much different. So that's definitely something you want to avoid. Uh, my recommendation is always keep them in the back. You also never want to have your pet running free just because any little movement in the cart can kind of throw them off balance. They can fall if you have to make a sudden stop, you know, and they are not secure in their footing. It could cause them to kind of, you know, fly forward a little bit, cause injury. So definitely always secure them. If you are going to use a carrier, I highly suggest it is in the either second row of seats or third row if you have them or a trunk space. If you have an SUV, some people put the crates in there and, uh, excuse me, so just the pet has a little bit more uh, space. You can maybe get a little bit of a larger crate in your trunk area. 
But with that, you want to make sure that the crates are secured down. Certain travel crates do have slots where you can kind of slide a seatbelt through, very similar to setting up a child's car seat to make sure that's secure down. Because again, in case of an emergency, you don't want that carrier to fly forward, topple, anything like that that could potentially cause more injury. If you're traveling with your dog not in a carrier, you can do what I do. I have a pet seatbelt. And what this is, it's it looks just like a human seatbelt where it plugs into the adapter and then it hooks right onto the harness. You never want to use one of these pet seatbelts on the collar because, again, in case of an emergency, it would be a lot of pressure on their neck and you want to avoid that. So you always want to clip it to a harness. Sassy doesn't love it, but does like the fact that she has a little bit more free range of motion, but it does keep her from sticking her head in between the two front seats that she loves to do. But for her safety, we try to keep her avoiding that. So she gets in her harness, she clips right in. We put a dog bed down on the seat for her. She still has enough leeway to stand up, kind of look out the window, lay down, kind of make herself comfortable. But yeah, in case of an emergency, she's secured in and I don't have to worry about her sustaining any injury. So I know we wanted to mainly talk about holiday safety and I hope you got some great tips to safely enjoy the holidays with your pets. But I also wanted to take just a few minutes and talk about cold weather safety. Depending on where you live when you're listening to this, you know, this may vary. I'm from Illinois and, you know, we do get some pretty brutal winters here in the Midwest. I'm just outside Chicago. So that Lake Lake Michigan gives us some great weather some winters. But let's talk a little bit about cold weather safety. So anytime the temperatures get cold enough to snow, drop below, you know, that 32 degrees Fahrenheit, Anytime you bring your pet in, you want to make sure you're inspecting their paws. You want to make sure that they don't have any kind of salt pellets in between their pads. If some pets, depending on their furs, will get little snowball clumps on the fur in between your toe, their toes, you want to make sure to remove that. That can cause more damage. You know, it's uncomfortable for them to walk on. Some of the ice can be sharp. Plus, you want to make sure that they get their paws or and pads warmed as quickly as possible after coming inside. You also want to make sure that you are brushing your pet on a regular basis. Why would you want to do this? This is so you can evenly disperse their natural oils throughout their coat and their skin. Keeping, you know, you should be doing this all year round, but definitely during the cold weather months, you want to make sure those natural oils reach the skin to prevent dry skin. While we're talking about that, you also want to bathe your pet less in the winter. Just like we get dry skin, they do too. It's itchy. You, you know, it's uncomfortable. So less baths, but more brushing. And that would really help uh, some of that itchy skin pets may get during the winter. You want to make sure that your pet is ready for the weather. So, you know, if you have a smaller dog or a short haired dog, maybe thinking about a sweater or a coat. When it's really snowy and that, maybe let's talk about booties or shoes for your pet, things that can protect them. If it's too cold for you, it's too cold for them. So if you're bundling up coat, boots, gloves, scarf, hat, you know, think about your pet, even just a sweater, maybe some booties. My dog, Sassy, would never let me put booties on her. I've tried. 
So, you know, I just know that I can take her out for a shorter amount of time. However, she loves a good sweater. She really does. So she stays warm during the winter. Things you want to look out for are things like frostbite and hypothermia. So frostbite most uh, frequently occurs on the tips of the ears and the tail, you know, where on humans, maybe our toes and fingers, so the extremities. So, you know, you want to make sure that those areas aren't red, aren't too red, aren't too swollen and or too pale and white. Um, And if you see that occur, make sure you seek veterinary help. So don't keep your pet out too long to avoid some of those things. Well, thank you again for joining us for another pet podcast. I hope you learned some great tips to safely enjoy the holidays and the winter with your pet. As always, make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast. So you make sure you get the notification on our latest episode and we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Pet Podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. This helps us reach pet parents and pet lovers such as yourself. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Pet Podcast. If you have any questions you'd like answered or ideas for topics you'd like to hear about, send us a message through social media or send an email to podcast at petpodcast.com. See you next time.